everyone. Welcome to another week of Awesome Amazing Living. Again, my name is Kayla Merrill. I am a graphic designer, yoga teacher, occasional comedian, and I'm here, as always, <laughs> with Leslie J. Hey guys, I'm Leslie, uh, owner, therapist at Talking Outside the Box, um, yoga enthusiast, mindful, lover, uh, sometimes farmer, and today we're talking about self-talk. 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 Dun-dun-dun. So we're thinking that self-talk is, you know, kind of taking the looking for awe outside of ourselves, shining the light inside, and um, really realizing that looking for awe-inspiring moments starts from finding them within. Yes. You know, how can we see what's outside of us if we don't see the great parts of us inside, which we often don't. Oh, yeah. You know? Regularly. <laughs> It's, it's hard. It's tough. So self-talk is that little voice inside your head, not in a crazy way, mm. but in a, a dialogue kind of way. Mm-hmm. We all have it. You know, sometimes it's in the form of first person. Mm. Sometimes it's a third person. Mm. Right? Does it like, change? No. I mean, it's different for different people. It is, yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or sometimes it's, you are so dumb for doing that. That's true. Right? Oh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. We were talking earlier and I mentioned that I remember when I first heard of schizophrenia, (laughs) I remember immediately assuming that I must have it because I was like, I have a voice in my head. (laughs) And Leslie said, yes, Kayla, that is... That is incorrect. Uh, <laughs> Way back in that that long dark day yeah. where she thought she was schizophrenic. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's true, and I, I think that's how I preface uh, self talk a lot of times with clients who are new to the concept because mm. it does sound like you're a freaking crazy person. You're like, yeah. you know that it's like the angel and the devil, but it, mm. it's that concept that there's always that inner running dialogue of like, mm, don't do that. Yeah, mm, that would be okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not quiet inside of our minds. I wonder if anyone is. I wonder if, oh. I mean, like, monks, like, do, are monks able to kind of quiet that monkey mind? Like, I don't know. Yes, I think they're trained to do that. They're also trained to detach from their desires, and the self-talk is a lot about desires, right? But... I want to hear their inner monologues. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just quiet. Maybe Super zen out, but, like, come on, bro. You yeah. could have meditated hey. a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> maybe can you imagine yes they uh, no they have to so a lot of about that is is uh acceptance so i bet uh, they do have they inner just... monologues and they just say i i'm practicing non-judgment Oof. right yeah yeah that's a, that's a we gotta find a monk to pick their brain bring them on the um, show any monks listening right now you're invited yeah to just come join us that would be lovely let us know. Yeah, let us know your personal experience. But for us, you know, us normal people, um, self-talk is something that is, it can be so uh, damaging mm-hmm. to our self-concepts. It can be really, Detrimental, yeah. yeah. It can also be really great if you learn how to reframe your self-talk mm. into something that's more positive, right? Or forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly believe that self-talk is one of those, like, critical foundations of therapy Mm. that if someone I can give all the behavioral modifications possible but like if you're not changing your self-talk and your dialogue upstairs everything's just going to (sighs) continue yeah you know what I mean I also think that that's that's the hardest like that's one of the hardest things because it's like 
And I often am like, I just need a to-do list of things that I can like check off. But it's like, it is that self, that negative self-talk that's ever present. Um, And it is also interesting seeing, because it's like, that immediate, that, like, negative self-talk also how, and, like, how it translates to immediate judgment of others, especially people who appear to be happy and Mm. maybe don't have such a strong, or, like, appear to not have that judgmental voice, which, of course, I'm sure they do because they're human, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, it's, um, do you want me to mention social media again? Because Uh, (laughs) here we go, episode five for five. It, oh, yeah. It's true. The comparison is really hard and it is critical to self-talk because it's how we internalize what we're seeing in other people, right? Mm. So oftentimes our self-talk is indicative of how we see the world. So if we are filled with love and light and peace and non-judgment, yeah. then I'm not going to look at that girl who has the, you know, rock and body and like the yeah. amazing outfit and be like, oh, I'm going to be like, wow, she looks so cute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a lot of it's times. Good for her. <laughs> Good. Except not maybe for with that tone. Her. <laughs> but it's it's so true, right? Yeah. Like the way, like depending on the day, the way our mood is, the way our outlook is, is how it, our our perception of the world, yeah. our world is gonna be dictated. Mm-hmm. And it is perpetuated by our self-talk. So if we have a pretty good foundation of mm. positive I don't even want to say positive, even realistic self-talk, Ooh. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the balance. Yeah. You know, it's not just black and white, positive, negative. Oh, yeah, that black and white. Yeah. We also mentioned earlier about how – so I often feel like I am very hard on myself because mm. I am – I think we mentioned it in an earlier episode. I kind of justify that voice being like, well, that's what – pushes me that's mm-hmm. what keeps me motivated that's what makes me Lies. a skillful I know. I know um that's what makes me a skillful designer because I'm passionate and I'm driven and I, I'll mm-hmm. do whatever it takes um so <laughs> try and that like so that is a very kind of constant voice but then on the opposite side of that spectrum mm-hmm. I think sometimes I might be too lenient with myself being mm. like oh I'm just like Watch another Netflix episode. It's fine. You deserve um, it. Yes. And I I often am even, I mean, it's often, like, also, like, hard to even get to that point because I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah. No, like, it's, it's very black and white for me, which is very hard. And it's, like, it's, to give myself credit, um, I think I am miles from where I was, like, I don't know, high school or even sure. like five years ago because I think I have kind of tr- – I do try to be mindful mm-hmm. and cognizant of when I am like getting either judgy of myself um, or hard on myself and be like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Or, and like kind of do that check-in, mental check-in of like, oh, man, well, why are you being so hard on yourself? Mm-hmm. What it, What is the root feeling that's exactly. kind of causing this What's really going negative on? Mm-hmm talk um a lot of times people can't do that so kudos to you that's pretty awesome I mean only sometimes (laughs) it's not a hundred percent thing it doesn't need to be yeah the black and white thinking I would say is mm, super common yeah and super problematic yeah um years and years ago when I was in therapy myself Mm -hmm. it was something that I obviously suffered from Mm -hmm. and had to realize like okay, there are other ways to see these things. Mm. It's not like, 
I'm either a complete asshole for doing this thing yeah. or like no you're actually a good person because I was I would fight against that good person thing too Mm -hmm. right the opposites thing didn't really work for me I needed to find an in-between yeah and it was like finding things like all right you're a worthy person or you know you you deserve happiness Mm -hmm. um you deserve to have the life that you want yeah getting away from the labels of good and bad yeah because it like everything like yeah if you're I don't know grumpy one morning like that doesn't mean you're a bad person it just means you're a human exactly and that's really hard it is it is and it's it's easy to get into a judgmental place about that and I think for myself in my practice um my my personal like uh development Mm. uh, self-awareness whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it um and my practice for work like I have to present to be a pretty like self-actualized person yeah which I'm that makes me feel weird even saying like well I am um but it's something that I'm human right obviously right Right. so if I wake up having like a shitty day Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I do not want I'm not in the mood to help people right I have to kind of detach from those things and that's part of mindfulness too Mm -hmm. is not allowing that one feeling or that one place of self-talk be your everything your entire world yes because all those thoughts like this is something I love learning about through I mentioned before the mindfulness-based stress reduction class um that I'm, I'm doing now it's something that we when we look at um one feeling one thought and Mm. let that be our whole world it becomes like just all-encompassing when really that's not maybe you're gonna have a good day in five minutes you know maybe you're gonna have your first session with the client and it's gonna be phenomenal yeah but you have to allow yourself the option to get there and detach from the emotion a little bit and from that self-talk a little bit to even arrive I think that's that's an excellent point Hmm. um because it is and and also like you shouldn't feel weird saying you're self-actualized because it's like you've put in that work you've done the kind of it's ongoing yeah you've done that digging and are working yeah it's like that constant yeah I I don't want to say it's a constant hole you're digging because that doesn't sound right but Mm. it's that constant effort that constant check in with yourself yeah and that takes work. And I think so many people don't even want to think about it. No, of course because not. Because it is, yeah, it's shitty. It's not, it is. it's not fun thinking about all of these things, how you're hard on yourself and <sighs> like kind of reaching into that dark treasure, treasure trove and never knowing what you're going to pull out. And it sucks for people who, when they get connected with that um, self-talk, yeah. which is something that I feel yeah. is always the first step. First step is awareness. Right. And they'll come back to me like the next week and be like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, I am such an awful person. I'm such uh. a negative person. And it's like, no, but because you're identifying it, yes. because you're seeing it yes. more clearly, then you have the ability to change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah, it is, it is, it's an interesting and it's a slow journey because I do feel like even like stupid stuff like seeing, uh, like you said, like, yeah, seeing someone on Instagram being like, damn, they got six packs, like, what the fuck? Like, I want to be ripped like that. (laughs) And kind of training, kind of retraining your brain to be like, instead of being like, ugh, what a bitch. Yeah. To be like, good for her. She must be working really hard for that. And also, like, even if she's not, like, she's her own person. She doesn't affect you. Like, just 
being able to, like you're saying, like, step back mm-hmm. and see what is happening with the dialogue in your brain. Because exactly. it is so easy to kind of get sucked into that spiral of... Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Well, she's better than me. Oh, Like, that. okay, so she's more fit. She must be trying harder than me. She's mm. better than me. Like, I, that must mean I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and it's like it this never-ending so spiral. Yeah. yeah, it's so a bad. spiral... Yeah. Um, It's a dark vortex of negativity and self-deprecation. But it's so sad because I think when we were thinking about Mm. self-talk prior to recording, we Mm -hmm. were thinking about where does it come from? And I can remember um, certain beliefs, I'll say, that developed from – I'm going to say as early as elementary school, right? Yeah. Because being a redhead ginger like I am, um, people thought that was different and interesting and they make fun of me for it. Oh, no. I love my red hair. I'm totally cool with it. Um, So because of that, because I got – huge boobs at um, the age of like yeah. 13 people will call me tits mcgee oh. and like <laughs> oh my all God. of these um things that come from the external because they make you feel like freaking garbage yeah you internalize yeah. them so it's like yeah i i learned from an early age that these traits i could not change Ugh. at that age were shitty traits to have yes right oh my god God, <laughs> people are terrible. <laughs> Kids are awful. Are. Um, but oh man, having the insight that I have now, mm-hmm. and you know, when I was in therapy before, and yeah. like kind of working through that stuff, it's you have to really one have the insight to see like what was said to me. One, I I don't have to take in yes. to mean that it's true. Yeah, and two, those things that have developed as beliefs, you know, like you look this certain way so you must be this type of person Mm. I can choose how I let those identities you know affect me that's interesting it's also like yes I think it's always interesting I mean kind of when you have those judgments or people place those judgments on other people it's a reflection of themselves. Yeah, always. Always, always, always. Like, okay, so that meant that whoever's calling you Tiss McGee <laughs> was probably super self-conscious about not yeah. having boobs. It, which... was a, it was a boy. Um, <gasps> he wanted. <laughs> Maybe. He wanted some boobs. But, yeah, but it's so true. It's something, uh, some kind of inadequacy within right. themselves that they're projecting outwards. But it's right. the same cycle, like you just said, yeah. having that um that reaction to someone's Instagram and being like ugh must be nice that is a reflection of your own feelings of inadequacy right 100% and it sucks to look at those types of things yeah it's never fun to be like wow Leslie I must really be feeling inadequate Mm -hmm. about my my job my home my relationship because here I am comparing but you know what while it sucks, yeah. it gives you a really great way to kind of like pause and be like, yeah. what, what, what's really important to me here? Yeah. That's, you know? oh man, that's interesting. The, <laughs> oh man, I was going to say something about the, oh, you lost it. I did. Aww. Comparison and how, how it comes from insecurity. It's a reflection of yourself. 
It'll come back to you. It's gone. All right. So gone forever. One of the things I thought was really cool that I recently learned mm. um, from this yoga trauma mm. workshop yes. um, was, and I, I never thought about this before, mm-hmm. but um, we were doing a meditation at the end of class. So this was like a three-hour, four-hour workshop yeah. or something. So, you know, we kind of had built a rapport mm. with one another. Um, and one of the participants – um, was really in touch with this heavy emotion of mm. feeling um, inadequate mm. being there. And that participant shared with the teacher, and the teacher said, whose voice is it? Oof, yep. And I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Yeah. Because he was like, uh, what? Uh, it's my – my." and then he he's like processing it. You're oh, seeing it. And he's like, it's my mother's voice. Yeah. And she just sat there with this like knowing smile and she's like, exactly. Ugh. And you have identified that self-talk as your own mm-hmm. voice for how many years? It's like, so crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And when we kind of step back and see like our, our toughest critic is not often ourselves. Maybe it's some other experience yeah. maybe it's one experience with one person mm-hmm. that was so detrimental right that it shaped the way we kind of have our self-talk with ourselves right and then it kind of does feel like your own exactly because it's like you've you've taken it in a, under your wing as its own being yep. like well this must be my voice exactly that, I think that's such an interesting perspective and something that I have also recently I think like my therapist mentioned it and I remember being like yeah like what no it's my it's my voice it's so bizarre and then being like oh man like oh it's my old boss there's that like it's that yeah yeah, like oh man it's not me saying that I like I'm not talented or something it's like oh whoa like yeah and it is really nice to kind of have that detachment oh it Um, is it so is I experienced that with work yeah like I was in a awful work environment Mm. um you know previously and I have brought that that self-talk of like you're gonna mess something up yeah you're totally gonna fuck this up um in in terms of you know the smallest things yeah and I've brought that into jobs after that and I have to separate myself from that experience and being like almost gentle with my self-talk and saying you're that experience was not necessarily true right it was reflective of what was happening in that environment right right but it's not reflective of who you are as a therapist Mm -hmm. or your competency or your capabilities yeah and it's not indicative of what might happen in future exactly situations Mm -hmm. because it is it's almost I mean this is like not an accurate comparison but it's like it's almost like a PTSD where like you're conditioned to have this reaction or you're conditioned to be on guard because you're like oh well this situation was so bad and like you've internalized it so then you kind of anticipate that exactly when you go somewhere else and you're like ha ha you're always in that fight or flight mode which is really yeah not a healthy it's not at all and that's kind of what our our self-talk can develop into too when we receive really harsh criticism maybe Mm -hmm. that does already poke at an insecurity like self-awareness is not the same as negative self-talk like I can know that I I have flaws I can know that I have inadequacies and not bash myself for them you know what I mean yeah that's that's a good thing right like you were just saying if I wasn't keeping track of time that Mm -hmm. you know you can say like I'm not the most timely person and like put a period on it and not be like oh and you're such a fool and you're not gonna go anywhere for yeah right that's where the run-on sentence goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah um that's interesting um 
Oh man, it's also kind of what you said earlier in this. Your I thought rem- came back. I remembered. Yay! Um, because it is like that self-talk is. It's hard once you can hear it. And yep. once you can hear it as someone else's voice. And I feel like I've mentioned this, like, multiple times to people. Like, it, I mean, in some senses, it's easier to kind of be left in the dark. And be like, mm. oh, well, that's just how the world is. Yep. I'm just a negative person. I'm just an anxious person. Like, oh, well, yep. that's how life is. You don't take ownership for it. Right. So it's like, it, it doesn't. It's separate. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. Na- like, but also now that you can kind of see, you have, like, this little people into mm. um your brain and you're like oh that's not yeah that's not my voice yeah. I'm like oh man I I don't have to listen to that exactly and that's another another thing is while you were talking you said something about how you don't have to take on that voice as you don't have to take on what it's saying as like your identity and mm-hmm. I think that is something else that I'm kind of trying to incorporate into like my mindfulness um of how I talk to myself and how others also might talk about you. Like, if someone shit talks you, mm-hmm. that doesn't change who you are. Nope. Because... That's an opinion of theirs. For, I don't know, my entire life, mm-hmm. I, I place so much more value on other people's opinions than Ooh. my own. Because it's like, okay, yeah, like, that must... What they say must be true. Yeah. And then I would, yeah, then let that impact me, like, way, way, way too much. Yeah. And then let it form these probably negative thought patterns and it's just so interesting and then we seek validation right from other people let's say your insecurity is um I don't know your uh, kindness right right Right. so you're constantly Mm -hmm. being generous to other people and if they don't tell you like oh that was so thoughtful then you're like oh that was that wasn't thoughtful enough right that wasn't thoughtful enough because they didn't say it was thoughtful and realistically we need to be able to shine that light inside and be like I did a good thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not a lot of times people will tell me true haters of self-talk will be like oh well you're just trying to make everyone seem like they're the greatest person ever like and I'm like no I'm not trying to make you feel like delusional and be like I'm so great actually that's so interesting realistic realistic self-talk right not necessarily super positive because not everyone is super positive and just not negative right destructive yeah destructive is where I feel like it often leads. Um, Because one negative little seed grows grows into a whole (laughs) fucking bush of negative briar patch of thorns. (laughs) That's 100% how I picture it. It's Um, like, and then you fall into it and you're like, briar rabbit? I know. And then your positive one is like, a fairy tale forest and it's so yes. pretty and beautiful it's the grass is greener where you water yeah. it so are you watering negative mm-hmm. self-talk are you watering realistic self-talk mm. are you watering positive self-talk maybe it's a mix of everything right and that's cool that's cool as long as you like you said once you see it yes. clearly that is honestly the biggest piece because yes. then having the choice Having the option to say, like, oh, this really shitty thought has Mm -hmm. contributed to many shitty behaviors and then many shitty other things. And if I change that, it can then have an effect on a lot of different stuff. It's, like, it's so exponential, like, how many things I feel like if there's – 
like you were saying, like if you don't let one, if you wake up, you're grumpy and you're like, oh, I didn't sleep all enough and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, like nothing is going your way. If yes, you can let, let dictate your entire day yeah. or week even, or like even more than that. And oh, it's sure. like, and I'm 100% guilty of being like, I'm going to be a <laughs> mole today because I don't feel like dealing with anyone. I'm grumpy. I'm frustrated. I feel like a failure. Mm. But there are also random days where it's like, no, I'm going to do other things. I'm going to allow myself to like not get stuck in this negative mindset. I'm going to maybe step away from what I'm doing that's causing frustration Mm -hmm. and do something else and then come back to it. And I think that it goes back to being kind to yourself. Oh, for um, sure. And just not even being like trying, which is funny. It's like almost a catch-22 because it's like, so you're negative about yourself and you're like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm so stupid. And then you get hard on – you're hard on yourself for being negative on yourself. Being like, you can't be hard on yourself. Yes. You need to stop. You're supposed to stop doing this. God, you're failing at this too. Uh, uh, you're like, failing at trying to be better. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awful. And it's like – That's an awful spin out. It is. And, and it, it happens. But I think it's so – and I think it's way more frequent than people want to admit. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think we talk about it enough. No. Um, one thing that you just said, I feel like a failure. Mm. So instead of I am, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like, and I think that's an excellent switch yeah. in terms of creating distance from it. Mm. Is it I am, aka this is my identity, yep. this is something I've taken ownership of, or I feel like in this instance yep. I have failed. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really good neutral like switch in your self-talk, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, that, go, was, Kayla. that was subconscious. I know. It was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's something that allows yes. for a little bit of ownership. Like, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't have this meaning mm-hmm. of, like, well, now I'm going to fail at everything. Right. It's not this giant cloud yeah. of, well, I am, yeah, I am a failure. Or, like, oh, I feel sad. I feel sad today. Exactly. Oh, well, I am sad always. Exactly. And I feel like we too often yeah. overgeneralize this stuff yes. where yes. we get into a one-off kind of mood and I mm-hmm. do it too where it's like oh, I feel like shit today yeah oh, I hope I don't feel like shit tomorrow yes and that's not that's not a great thing and it's also one of those things that we we need to allow ourselves to be in the gray area Ooh, like yeah there is no need you heard it first from us. <laughs> there is no need to be positive Polly and be like, everything's great. Yeah. And I can do anything. Yeah. That is unrealistic. Yeah. Like, it's unfair. Yeah. It's, it's so, it sets, sets the bar way too yeah. high. Like, I strive for realism, you yeah. know? Like, some days are going to suck. Yeah. Uh, some moments are going to suck. But do, right. does the moment need to turn into the day? No. Right. And does the moment need to identify me? No. I think that is something, that's like, a huge lesson that I feel like I've learned like the past two years because mm. it's I think very much like growing up into high school into young adult old, um I was very much in that kind of mindset of like oh if I don't I mean seeking validation and then it's like if I don't get x y or z then it's like I, I am a failure mm, and it's like the and rules. then that would yeah like or Yes, if one thing during my day, like, wouldn't go right, it's like, oh, this huge cloud came over, and it would be, like, really hard to turn around my day, and now it's, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's, like, everything is perfect, but it's definitely, I have noticed, and it's been really exciting to be able to kind of notice, and I mentioned it in an earlier episode, notice that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a little nervous, that's weird. Yeah. Um... 
and not get attached to, well, you're going to be nervous the entire rest of the day mm-hmm. because you're an anxious person. Something must be wrong. Something must be wrong. Let's yeah. dig to the bottom. Like, it's just that kindness and like not forgiveness compassion compassion with yourself to be like hey you can feel nervous you can feel you can feel excited you can feel sad like that's okay everything is fleeting everything I love that so true so so true like happiness and sadness yes and I think that is such a helpful way to kind of keep people present Mm because then it's like oh man this moment that is really great might be might go away soon yeah. so it's like you need be to there. really yeah be there and really appreciate it and like and you don't need to draw it out necessarily right and that's another thing of like oh we have to keep everything the same yes because so, i'm happy now yeah everything that i'm doing must you know continue i think yeah i think i also get into those patterns of like oh Ooh. i need to like I have my schedule. I don't wanna. I don't wanna like rock the boat. I don't yeah. wanna get too stressed out, and I don't wanna like. It's so interesting to kind of get com- not complacent, but a little bit like uh, scared. Yeah, to scared to rock the happiness boat. <laughs> That's uh-huh. true. I get that. But when we're when we're recognizing that happiness, mm-hmm. contentment, fulfillment, right. peace, whatever right. it is, when those come. And, you know, we can notice those thoughts just as much as the kind of sad, anxious, um, you know, weird moments. Yeah. They come kind of just as often. Right. You know, we just tend to pay attention to the awful ones. I'm doing air quotes because feelings are just feelings. Mm -hmm. They're not awful. Right. It's always the thought that we attach to them. And I tell this to my clients all the time, so I feel like silly saying it. But I will because I think it's really relevant. Feelings are just feelings. Until the thought is attached to them. So, like, Mm. "Hmm, I feel sad. And then the thought of, like... Well, something must be wrong. Exactly. Well, clearly you're a depressed person. Yes. And you're going to be sad all day. And you're never going to be happy. And this is never going to happen. Yeah. That's self-talk. Yeah. That's the crux of negative self-talk. Oh, man. That is... Yeah. It's so challenging, I think, to just, like, find that middle ground. Not go too overboard and like be too lenient and like whatever on yourself but also not be a terrible friend to yourself and I think that's me I remember I don't know if it was some BuzzFeed video or something talking about how like you need to be a friend to yourself oh it it was a BuzzFeed video (laughs) um they had these two women write down like, all of their self-talk, and then mm-hmm. they read it to one another, and they were friends, yeah, and they were both, like, crying at the end, being like, I can't believe you talked to yourself yes. like that. But it's, like, it's... Oh, that's such a good point. It's so real, and yep. I, spe- I mean, especially for women, especially today, yep. especially, like, I think I also, kind of along the same lines, I've read an article recently about how, specifically graphic design, but I think it's kind of an umbrella mm-hmm. for we need shitty work is what the article has said Hmm. was talking about and it was putting the pressure on everything needs to be perfect all of the work that you produce must be finished must be like like everything like squared off and it's like that you don't get in there's no room for growth there there's no room 
to really improve upon things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're putting that pressure on yourself to be perfect, to be happy Always. all the time, mm-hmm. to, like, you need to be lenient with yourself and understanding that there will be some days where it's like, man, I'm really beating myself up today. Yeah. And, like... And just kind of let that be. Yeah. Notice it. And sit with it. Yeah. Sit with it. I think, I mean, I think noticing it is, like, that kind of glimmer of, like, the awe in yourself. And then sitting with it is really, like, I think that's That's the the work a little bit. Because you're not, and then working on trying not to attach thoughts or judgments to it. For sure. I feel like this should be one of the exercises at our retreat. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I would love that, yeah. a little bit about that. Yes. We are planning a New York City-based retreat yes. um, in the spring and an upstate New York-based yes. retreat in the summer. Yes. So some of the stuff I think we'll, we'll work on. Definitely. Um, just in terms of like how you can get yourself past the hump, mm. um, you know, over this uh, endless cycle mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. negative and self-defeating self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be something really cool to work on in specific ways yeah. and help people, if they're not already there, right. kind of seeing the choice, right. bringing them to the point, that fork in the road of yes. like, I could continue down this familiar path mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. beating myself up and talking shit to myself on a daily basis right. Right. and feeling like garbage as a result, right. Right. or I can forge a new path. Right. And I think also, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already kind of see that glimmer of like, oh, maybe this doesn't have to be my thought pattern. Maybe Mm -hmm. this doesn't have to be my everyday. Um, And you're so right. Like, it might be scary. It might be intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, Because it does take work. But it's not... It's not something you have to conquer in a day. Oh, no. Definitely not. It's such an ongoing it's, process. Uh, it's over a the minute course by of minute, years. Yeah, minute by minute process. Yeah. Of just, like, taking that step back, taking a breath, being like... Making an active choice. Okay. Yep. Everything you're doing is okay. Yep. And let's, let this be a reminder. Like, you... If you're sitting here listening to this... Yeah. Thinking about how to better yourself, mm-hmm. how to consider things differently... Yeah then you're you're doing pretty good. You're on the road. Yeah, you're on the right road. Like, if you're on the train, sometimes on the train I'll try to really be mindful. And that's where it's interesting because there's so many people and I I love people watching. But it's like, so that's when I'll I'll see someone with, like, really nice hair or something, Mm. like, very external. And I'll be like, oh, man, she probably has a great job. She probably has this, blah, blah, blah. And I I make, there's the whole stories that you give to people. And then... I j- it's just a, f- I'm gonna say it's a fun exercise, but it's like it's such a weird, such a self helpy exercise to just kind of be like, oh, mm. nope, hey, good for them, like, yeah, and just to kind Imagining of imagine that person happy it. even, yes. like, like there's no threat, there's no competition, there's no, oh, there's no pool of happiness that's gonna dry up, ah, oh, yeah, which I think like that is something else that it's the scarcity. Yep. Which is something. It's abundant. Oh, that. Write it um, down, write it down. That's a good one. I'm going to write it down because um, Brene Brown talks about it in The Fear Mm. of Greatness. I think she talks about scarcity. I might not be there yet. um, I'm going to have to dig in that. Oh, what's the book called? I'm Um, reading it. The Fear of Greatness. No. No. Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly. Yeah, I'm not there yet at scarcity. Scarcity. Um, And that, that to me... 
I'm gonna have to figure out if that's the right book. I don't know. Um, but the idea that there is a limited amount of anything, yeah. a limited amount of success, limited amount of happiness, limited amount of love. Oh, that's such a good point. Is, is like, and, and that's been like, in my head, I'm like, no, only like five people are allowed to be successful. Not like, true. Not five, true like, And because you're not in that five, exactly. you're a failure. Yeah. And that it's so, I mean, it's so limiting. It's so unrealistic. Yeah. And it's just so false. Yeah. Um, I so, so agree. That's a, and that's, a wonderful point. And I think the, the abundance of love mm-hmm. is something that I just started a new book um, by Gabby Bernstein called mm. The Universe Has Your Back. Oh, and I haven't read that yet. It's on my list. I'm only like two pages in. And this is kind of something. It talks about how you might be kind of in a pattern and feeling stuck and the fear like not wanting to let go of the fear to move forward because it's comfortable and it's what you're used to so it's like again not wanting to let go of that kind of negative voice because it's like well we mentioned this in an earlier episode if I don't talk negatively negatively to myself then I won't push myself yeah and then I won't be able to improve as much as like I'd like to yeah and so it's really trying to kind of stop that negative talk where it when it begins mm-hmm. and and then trying to kind of reform it's like you have this like little lego house built up from yeah. when you were a little kid and you kind of have you're seeing these little bricks being like oh that's not where that goes mm. like so you have to kind of remove it and be like here's the right one yeah. like and build it piece by piece and it it i mean and i feel like it's slow like that too it's not gonna it be is. you can't just kick over the entire tower and That's rebuild funny. it in a the day. analogy i was just gonna make was like you have to just jump off <laughs> um but i mean that in the sense of trusting yourself yeah trusting yourself to go into the darkness of something that's not familiar mm-hmm. and that can always be scary yeah but it can also be really empowering yeah and it can create a completely different choice in your life right one that that yeah. moves from something that has honestly been chosen for you because right. you have believed it right. whatever right. these things are and just gone with that yeah. to something that you actively choose I think and that for me that is intimidating also because of it, it is. because then yeah you have to take responsibility for your choices if things don't work out yeah and then you can really fuck it up from there exactly <laughs> and that's like holy shit the pressure of like it's okay. It's okay if things don't work out. Yes. Mistakes like, will be made. Ugh. Um, It's like, ugh, it's, yeah. my ugh. entire Lego house is built on like, no, everything will be perfect. You're going to find the perfect job. You're going to find everything and everything will be, you'll have the same perfect Lego house for the rest of your life. That's yeah. how it is. Those constructs are uh, a little dated, I know, Miss Kayla. I know. But I feel like we're getting onto a whole other subject that yes. we'll have to continue on. Yeah. The gist of this is sometimes the awe isn't outside of ourselves. Right. You know, sometimes it's not in seeing amazing things in other people or in places or situations, Mm -hmm. even though those are wonderful Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times it starts within us. Right. Or even if you do notice it in the external – Maybe take that moment yeah, to reflect in point. and be like, mm-hmm. well, what does that re- what does that make me think of? Like, yeah. or if you see a quality and like, oh man, that person was so friendly. Instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, what do they want from me? Why are they being friendly? <laughs> being like, oh man, that's a really 
Like, why does that make me feel nervous? Why does that make me, like, or why? Just take a look What's and see. What's mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just shining the flashlight inside a little bit. Yeah. It takes seeing, a lot of courage. And also seeing the good things inside you. Mm. And, like, this is something, I don't even know if you, I was going to say it's like a homework assignment, but it's, like, something I find helpful if you do have a lot of negative thoughts and a lot of negative self-talk um one is to write it all out because mm-hmm. oftentimes when you're kind of obsessing in that spiral of thinking mm-hmm. it's the same thought it's it's like maybe two or three thoughts yeah that and then you, when you see it right now you're like oh that feels okay like and that's that kind of can help it becomes more manageable yes um rather than being like oh no this is like an hour long <laughs> this is an hour long dialogue i've been listening to but it's like it's so boring and then also kind of to contrast that like and lift yourself up is make a list of qualities that you Mm. positive qualities about yourself Mm -hmm. that kind of might be able to counter those negative thoughts and Mm -hmm. be like well no I I am a talented person and I'm not a failure and like I think something that um Liz Gilbert had someone do on her podcast big magic um or magic lessons is write out a list of examples um when you have succeeded when you've done something and succeeded and I was like oh and that's your proof that's your proof I like that a lot to be able to see that everything is not terrible and that like you that you are not a failure Mm -hmm. um and I thought that was a really cool way to approach it all right great homework I'm gonna yeah think on that too yeah um until next time thanks so much for listening guys um as always like subscribe and share if you can leave a comment if you like it to help other people find us and share with your friends Yeah. yeah we'll see you soon guys all right thanks so much